0: see the Lord's question in Eden was, Adam, where are you when they were on the run? Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? The quest of Christ to restore us to our first purpose. Hey there, friend. Welcome to episode 241 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. You can see the show notes page Access that page at jesusmartcom slash 241 for links and to take things a little further on this topic on this episode today. I firmly believe, I'm resolved, that Jesus Christ knows how our lives work best. He's passionate about developing us as his followers, as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. The content we have on this podcast and the guests, the solid guests that we interview, this just may be a good podcast for you. Why, in my humble opinion, it is. It is a good podcast for you. I guess every podcast host would say that, right? I think it's true. Friend, next week, we have Dr. Julie Slattery on the podcast talking about her new book release called Sex. Well, I'm wrong. It's called Sex and Your Marriage. No, that's incomplete too. It's actually called God, Sex, and Your Marriage altogether. Now, that's a book title that will drive Various elements in our culture today, absolutely insane. Can you imagine that? That's not hard to imagine. She's the president and co founder of Authentic Intimacy, a ministry dedicated to reclaiming God's design for sexuality. Yes. Do you hear that, oh spirit of this age? Reclaiming God's design for sexuality. We're talking higher design. This is sex not coming from a glandular plane. OK, not coming. This is not sexuality from a mammalian plane, a mammal, not even a recreational plane, a hookup recreational plane. It's even more than romantic, a romantic, pleasurable plane. We have to understand that our sexuality is full of higher meaning and there's a lot of nuance to it. She's a member of the Board of Trustees at Moody Bible Institute. She's an absolute expert on this topic, advanced degrees. Here's the question. What if we work from a higher understanding of what makes a great sex life? And I'm going to have to pull out the statistics on the people who are the most fulfilled sexually. Who do you think they are? It's probably going in the direction that you think it's going. I'll have to to break that out. Hey, here's a quick commercial. Are you getting the Kingdom Brew newsletter yet? I don't want you to miss out. This is the only newsletter that keeps a golden summer tan all year long. You see, that's a miracle right there. That's a miracle. Imagine a digital newsletter that comes to your mailbox, your inbox, that can get a golden summer tan and even keep it all year long. That's an absolute proof right there that God... Is still in the miracle business. You can subscribe and be notified when new episodes go live. Sign up for the e-letter to keep you updated about new things and resourcing. We are all questing to level up with our Christ following. You can go to jesussmart.com slash newsletter. Okay, here we go. Living a life that is on point, on time, and on assignment. And here's my question for you, my friend. What is Jesus looking for when he's looking for you. Father, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus today that you would give us an acumen in the spirit, show us alignment, acceleration, help us to be on point with our quest for real success in life, connected with higher mission in our life. I pray it for my friends. I pray it over myself. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We believe, we receive, and we reckon it done in Jesus' name. Be glorified, Father. Amen. Friend, welcome today. You know, there's a lot of talk about success, and I want you to picture picture a uh, continuum in your mind, if you will, like on the far left side is a typical American dream, cultural, shallow understanding of what quote-unquote success is. More money, many things, adventure, fun, much amusement, travel, sex, all kinds of sex, maybe fame. And then just to the right of that, and as we move to the right on this spectrum, I'm seeing it as becoming more accurate about the secret of real success in life. So just to the right would be achieving the goals that matter the most to us. Okay, that's important. Goal setting's important. Even further to the right of that is there is a real strong movement today of individuals seeking to transition from quote success to significance and legacy. We're getting better, I think, but I'm not sure it's just the best yet. Finally, to the right of that, higher mission and assignment that contribute to a larger kingdom narrative. This is where our life story harmonizes and fits in beautifully with the larger Jesus story that's unfolding the kingdom narrative now goal settings important success and significance and legacy are important and of course way back on the other end we need money right some we need things we have to be viable sustainable we need some adventure in life we need some amusement not too much remember amuse means the absence of thinking <laughs> so we need some amusement but if we overdose on amusement we live a low grade non-thinking life okay Sex. Sex is important. Beautiful sex in monogamous marriage. Statistically, it's understood. It's the most fulfilling form of sex over time. It's a beautiful thing, but not sex as our culture talks about sex, right? Fame. I'm not so much interested in fame. I'm interested in the name and the fame of the Lord Jesus. God did say that he would make our name great But making our name great is only a reflection or only a contribution into the name and the fame of the Lord, right? Travel, yeah, Jesus said go. And I think we uh, need to have some travel for rest and relaxation as well, but it's not a God, right? So yeah, moving to the far right on that spectrum where higher mission and assignment that contribute to a kingdom, a kingdom narrative. As we've mentioned, some are going to say that real success in life is more money, many things, adventure, fun, much amusement, all all of these things. But it does not take much life experience to discover that, you know what, this is an empty cereal bowl. When I get to the bottom of that, it is empty. And this approach to life does not fulfill us over time. Others will say that achieving the goals that matter the most to us, that is the secret sauce of experiencing real success in life. Now, this is better, but I'm not convinced it's the best we can do. As I mentioned, there's a movement today with many who are seeking to transition to journey from, quote, success, as our culture typically defines it, to significance. With these people, legacy is a high value what value can I add and multiply and bring to the table and leave in the sense of legacy? This is better still, but I think there's even even more. And I would invite you to go to jesusmart.com/ on point on onpoint to read an article that I've just written. You'll see the graphic I've created, this spectrum concerning the secret of real success in life. JesusSmart.com slash On Point. You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, that we are not to trust in our own understanding. We are to trust in the Lord and lean upon His understanding and not our own. And as we do that, it promises, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that he, the Lord, will make our pathways straight, smooth, and successful. It seems I'm often challenged. I don't know about you, but from time to time, I get challenged again. It keeps coming around. I think it's a good a good thing. I think the Lord is, is talking to us in life about upgrading to a higher way of living. What I'm referring to is a life that's more accurately aligned to mission. I have to be, if I'm going to be happy and fulfilled, although that's not the end goal, it's just a byproduct of living a life, of being connected to something bigger than myself. If life is just only as big as me, then I'm in trouble, right? I need to be connected to something larger and I'm, I've, I've become convinced that a hard commitment to align with higher mission, this is the secret sauce of real success in life. Another, another verse in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Tremendous words. Now, understanding is important in life. It's insight. It's good judgment. And as we've read from Proverbs 3, we don't want to lean upon our own understanding, but we want to trust and lean into the Lord's understanding. It's the skill and the art of living well. And understanding comes to us, you know, previous impressions that we've had, maybe things we've read, teachings we've benefited from. You know, we're reading the Scripture, on and on. The Lord can bring understanding to us through these various pathways, these various pieces, and he connects them. He connects them, and it's like a new window opens up to a fresh perspective. And I've learned that many times this is exactly how a new level of understanding will surface in our life. Different things that we're discovering come together in a new way of seeing, And it's a new invitation now to level up, to step up, to look through that window, to step through that door now into a new space, a new level. This higher understanding of understanding, if you will, this higher understanding that comes from the Lord is foundational to building real success in life. Jesus was a radical. And becoming like Jesus is to become radicalized. Now, in contemporary language, to be radical means to be extreme. Like, wow, does she ever have radical political views? Or that cell, that sleeper cell, was radicalized online into terrorism. Something like that. But it's very interesting that the English word radical comes from the Latin word radix, meaning root. Like the root of a plant or a tree. Radical actually means going back to the root or the origin. To become radical, in the true sense of the word, is to become original, primal, and organic. Now, from a biblical worldview, if we're going to talk about real success as being defined as being connected with higher mission in life, from a biblical worldview, the first humans were mandated with a mission. God said, this is Genesis 1:26 and 28, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule and be fruitful and multiply. Let them fill the earth, subdue it, and rule. Just consider those key words. Rule, fruitful, multiply, fill, subdue, As we process with Christ, as we become an apprentice of Christ and of his kingdom, we become radical, we become primal, original. Jesus, here's the key, Jesus restores us to our root purpose, back to Eden in principle and and truly in a life dynamic, back to the creation mandate. Let's ask this question. What could happen if you and I truly became radicalized by Jesus with our original purpose? You see, the Lord's question in Eden Eden was, Adam, where are you? When they were on the run. Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? This is the quest of Christ To restore us to our first purpose. So I have a big question for you. What is your assignment? And we'll come to that. But first, to be on assignment is to release the potential of creation. God has designed us to have oversight and responsibility. That's sort of like the rule keyword in Genesis. We're designed to be generative and creative. Ah, that's being fruitful. We are to live expansively. Ah, that is to multiply. We're called to exert positive influence. Yes, that is to fill up our sphere of influence, our sphere of concern. And we are to cultivate things. Ah, yes, this is a Hebrew word. The word subdue means to cultivate. When you cultivate a plant, if you're a farmer or a horticulturalist, you are releasing the latent potential of that that organism, right? Of that plant. Adam and Eve, they are our prototypes. They are exemplars. They were placed in Eden to safeguard and to tend it. In effect, they were assigned to release the latent potential of creation. Now, each of us, you, me, have been placed on this planet on assignment. We have been placed in Eden on point. We are designed for something bigger than just ourselves or some false, lesser narrative that were being sold, and there's myriads of them. But we are ultimately created for the narrative of Christ. I I realize I'm coming from a Christian worldview. I'm coming from a biblical worldview when I say that, a kingdom worldview. And if you're hearing that, and this sounds new, or maybe you're skeptical of that, just understand that I know I am coming from a biblical worldview. I understand there are different worldviews. But I challenge you, and I invite you invite you to consider this, to explore this. Some of you are more already established in a biblical worldview, and you immediately resonate with this. But we are created not for the false narratives of this world system. We are created for the narrative of Christ, the unfolding story of Christ, his kingdom, and the life of and the brilliance of the new heavens and the new earth, which are on the way. We now are invited to live in the light and the life, the potential of that horizon. We are to, in effect, Hebrews 6, 5, taste the powers of that age which are to come. If you'd just like to look at a couple solid scriptural references on the new heavens and the new earth to come, Go to Isaiah 65, 17 and 2 Peter 3, 13. Now for sure, we are saved by grace, not by works. And yet it says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them, Ephesians 2.10. Also look at verses 8 and 9. But what are those good works? What are those things that God has designed? You have been streamed into history at this point in time to be on point, to be on assignment. You have been placed in certain geographics on this planet. You were born into a specific family, a certain network of relationships, and yes, our life unfolds, and we have seasons and new relationships come, some may go, geographics may change, but God is providential in all of that. You have been placed on point, on assignment, in time, on this planet. You're not late, you're not early, you're on time, you're to be on point and on assignment. We are the Lord's workmanship in Ephesians 2.10. It means we are his work of art from the Greek. We get our English word poetry from this Greek word poemo. The ultimate artisan recreates us in Christ as we are born again and as we process with Christ as he teaches us. And we are beautifully designed to experience the good works of that he has prepared for us, and this is connected to our assignment. Our assignment is so important. It multiplies value to people. It adds and even multiplies value to things around us. We have a certain sphere of calling and influence to fill up and to cultivate, and we multiply value in that sphere and that sphere grows. As we are faithful in a given season, in that sphere, the Lord will expand it. It will reach further. And just like Adam and Eve were called to extend the garden throughout the earth through their descendants, through their cultivating activity. So, in principle, we are called with many others in the body of Christ to do our part, our sphere, our excitement, Assignment to expand it and to reach out, reach out into the spaces and places of humanity, of human experience. Taken together with others, you see, when we align ourselves with others in the body of Christ, all of our assignments taken together serve the larger story of Christ. We can help each other, we can fight for each other's dreams. We can show interest in others just as we're interested in ourself. You know, Paul did say that in Ephesians 2, that the mind of Christ is not only concerned about its own interest, but the interest of others. So we're concerned about the the larger story of Christ and the multi-people, uh, the many people who contribute in the body of Christ to that story. Yeah, so I encourage you to go to jesusmartcom onpoint to read more about what I'm talking about here and to see a video by The Bible Project, The New Humanity. Timothy Mackey and Jonathan Collins and the whole team at The Bible Project, they, they help us to understand in this video that Jesus is now unfolding a new story through a new humanity. And our assignments, our personal mission, individually and taken together, as we've mentioned, are essential to this new story. It's always been a partnership from the beginning. Heaven and earth. God and Eden. Adam and Eve. Check it out at jesussmart.com onpoint. So the big question is, what is your assignment? What is your set of assignments? You will have assignments in life that will be layered and grow through the seasons of life. What is that general arc, your life story, your life narrative that you are so beautifully designed to hone in on, fight for it, develop in it, put in the work, and express that for the Lord? That's called serving the Lord. (laughs) This is about the Lordship. Of Jesus Christ. I was just somewhere earlier this morning sitting in an office tending to some personal business, had to do with insurance, and something's going on, a phone call's being made, and I'm just thinking there, and I just breathed a prayer, Lord, bring your Lordship into this situation. I invite your Lordship into this situation, and I'm happy and grateful to say that it turned out beautifully. In all these little things and spaces and experiences, practical and big and large, we are to invite and bring the Lordship. So what is your assignment? How can you express the Lordship of Christ in your assignment? Now, here's another way to shape this question. What is the Creator asking you to cultivate and develop? Is it in the realm of technology? agriculture? Is it something in the business space? Is it medicine, arts and entertainment? Education? Is it something to do with social work? Is it public policy? Is it some new invention? Some new resource? Solving pain points? Addressing the aspirations of people? Dallas Willard says, One of the things that made Jesus Christ so compelling that we see in the Gospels is that he empowered the human condition. How can you bring that dynamic of Christ through you? Through solving problems, addressing pain points, setting up hope horizons for human aspirations, serving and helping others, and in doing that, serving the Lord your life narrative fitting in with the narrative of Christ. Let me ask this. Are you bored? Are you feeling stuck? Are you disillusioned? Do you feel diminished? You see, you and I don't want to be in a place where those words describe our lives. We want to live in accurate alignment with our mission, our life mission, our assignment, or our life story. This is vital. And I'm choosing that word carefully, vital, V-I-T-A-L. I'm using vital in the sense that it not only gives life to others, like vitality, but it releases life to us. Because as we hone in and get in alignment, life flows through us, and it comes to us. You cannot outgive life. There's no way that you can allow the life of Christ to flow through you to help others, and that exceed the life that returns to you and enhances and prospers your own life. I mean, look at the principle of what Jesus said to Peter when they said, Lord, we've left everything and given everything to follow you. And Jesus said, hey, look, there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some persecutions in this life. But you will receive a hundred times as much of the things you left to serve me in this life, along with persecutions, he says, and in the life to come, eternal life. What an offer, right? So Jesus said in John 10, 10, you're familiar with it. This is the New Living Translation. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Have you ever seen a maple tree in the fall, or is it the spring actually? It's a spring. Release its helicopter seeds. Those are those seeds that are released and there's a helicopter action that's going on and they'll catch a breeze and they'll just float and fly away from that tree to be planted and many other maple trees can grow, right? This is a real picture of the abundance and the multiplication, the expansiveness of God and of his creation See, Adam and Eve were to live expansively. Through their descendants, they were to spread the environment of Eden throughout the earth. We know that was short-circuited and stopped. But in Christ, this dynamic is re-released. We are radical. We are radical. We are radicalized. Remember, it means to be brought back to the original, brought back to the primal, the organic, the root. Adam, where are you? Is a question that he asked us. And in him, he's restoring us to this Eden dynamic. We can't live in harmony with mission and assignment if we focus only on what currently exists. The principle of the harvest is the principle of multiplication. Now, the creator, the one that we serve, is into abundant multiplication. I think he finds addition boring, frankly. And I, and I think he has nothing to do with subtraction and division. He's into multiplication, exponential, logarithmic multiplication. Think about the stars. And did you know they're still being born now? There are still star nurseries that are generating stars throughout the cosmos. Well, the entire cosmos burst into existence at his spoken word, and it's still expanding. It's still multiplying. What is this communicating to us You know, God told Abraham in Genesis 15, it says he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them. He brought him outside of his tent, and he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then he believed in the Lord. We need, Lord, ask him, bring me out of my, quote, tent, this limiting canvas that I'm in, this constricting place I'm in. Bring me outside and let me look up into the stars, into infinity, and and catch a picture of the expansiveness of what you're calling me to. Allow God to reset your perspective. Say this to the Lord. Lord, shake me to wake me. Shift my picture. Shift, give me a personal paradigm shift. Look out from that place where you're at right now and realize you're not meant to stay stuck there. See where he is at work and get on those edges in your life. Here's a great question to open up to. Where is God inviting me to cooperate with him? You see, the Lord would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. This is what theologians term a Christophany or a pre-incarnate visit of Christ on the earth. When he would come to the earth from time to time before he was born in the Gospels in human flesh. So we need this deep connection with Jesus as an ultimate life coach. I believe that Adam and Eve had a conversational relationship with Christ. And what was happening in this connection? I believe he was bringing them insight into the creation, mentoring them, coaching them in their role, this is discipleship you see and yes this has all been lost through sin and the fall of humanity but we have this opportunity we can now be restored to Christ through the born again experience and develop in Christ ongoingly as an apprentice of Christ in his kingdom it's a relational restoration we are restored to our original purpose. It's not some prayer that you pray at a point in time and then just intellectually assent to a set of doctrinal truths. It's not just a mental salvation, it's a transformative salvation. I was talking with some gentlemen this past week, and we were talking about three words. Orthodoxy means right or correct belief and many of our expressions of Christianity major on orthodoxy, and it's somewhat limited to orthodoxy. There are two more kingdom concepts. Orthopathy is correct heart, correct passion. It's not just a faith which is in our head, but it drops into our heart, the sentiment of the Father. We have compassion. We're moved, right? Orthopathy But it doesn't stop there. It goes out through our hands and our feet and our mouth into orthopraxy, correct practice, correct action. So correct belief, orthodoxy, correct motivation and attitude, orthopathy, that's passion, and correct action, kingdom activity, kingdom kinetic activity, that's orthopraxy. We are called to get on point, on mission, with our assignment, and with our mission. You see, we yoke up with Christ. We are relinked to Christ. He said, take my yoke upon you. In a real sense, we start walking with him in the cool of the day again. It's so beautiful. Complete restoration will be realized when Christ comes again, but don't miss the now. Restoration has already begun in the hearts of people and in the spheres they impact. And let me leave you with just one more thought today. Not only do we need to be connected with Christ in the cool of the day to fulfill our mission, to stay on point, to be coached and mentored, we need to be connected with others. This is vital to our assignment. You see, we have to be in community With others to live expansively, to live a life of mission, we will need to create and be a part of being grafted into community, faith community with others. This is the family of God, this is the society of Jesus, this is the ecclesia or ecclesia that Jesus said he would build, the church. And in what ways are you being invited right now at this point in your journey? In what ways are you being invited to live with mission? If you have any comments or questions about this episode, I invite you to contact me. Go to JesusSmart.com and reach out through the contact tab. That'll drop a message right into my inbox. I encourage you to like and share this episode. Are there others that you feel... Would be interested in this particular topic, some of these themes that we've pursued today. I'm saying that the secret of real success in life is higher mission. My desire for you as a listener would be that you would continue to quest with Christ and become more accurate about your place, your space, your race. Look, at, I'm a poet and don't even know it. <laughs> your assignment, your mission, that you are that workmanship of God in Christ, prepared. What are those good works that you are prepared to walk in? My desire for you is, is that the Holy Spirit would integrate you and engraft you into a proper community of faith for you. It's never perfect. Don't think of it perfectly in a carnal way, but look for the essence of it, the dynamic of it, the mystery of it, the community of faith and that you would run with others who are pursuing the same thing. I am saying that the secret of real success in life is higher mission, higher assignment that we're called to. Again, that show notes page, jesusmartcom slash 241 for links and to take things a little further on this theme. While you're there, you may be interested in other episodes and articles. Stay connected with the podcast. You can subscribe to your favorite listening app and be notified when new episodes go live. Again, next week, Dr. Julie Slattery, God, Sex, and Your Marriage. Why not? Why not invite the Creator's design into everything in life? And let's see what happens. Thank you for passing this episode 241 along to your friends and contacts, the best Podcast syndication is always your personal connection. It's always your relational connection with others. Hey, the future belongs to Jesus, and the now belongs to Jesus, and the right here, wherever you're here is, belongs to Jesus. He's brilliant. You walk with him, and you're going to catch his brilliance in a unique way. Let's stay connected.